3 a.m. Again, why did I ever think this was a good idea? Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Join our group of Run Disney friends as we talk about running at Walt Disney World and beyond. We'll discuss recent runs, training, upcoming races, and surprise topics suggested by you, our listeners. Well, the alarm's gone off, so let's go. Hey everyone, this is Heather Reindew, also known as JH Reindeer on Facebook, and you are listening to the Rise and Run podcast. JH Reindeer, our very own introduction. Heather, thank you for doing that for us. Thanks for calling the hotline and leaving us an introduction. We appreciate it. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 91 of the Rise and Run podcast. I'm Bob. I'm here this evening with John. Hey, how you doing? With Allie. Well, hi there, friends. With Greg. Hey, hey, hey. With Jack. Hi. And with Alicia. Hello. Good to see you, my friends. Glad you're all here with us. Hey, our guest tonight, we've got our friend Kayla. Kayla runs Disney. Kayla is going to talk to us about a, being a VIP at Disney. VIP as in visually impaired person who runs as an athlete with disabilities. Our buddy Pam's dropping by. Pam from Fluffy Fizzies with her super secret message. It's so secret, I'm not going to know what it is until I listen to the playback of this episode on Thursday. <laughs> And then in our race report spotlight, another Tara. That's right. We're setting a record, friends. We're setting a record for a Run Disney podcast for the number of Taras that have been in a race report spotlight. This makes two in a row. This is our friend Tara from Canada, who's going to talk to us about the Under Armour Toronto 10K. Hey, my friends, if you enjoy the podcast, please share us with your friends. We love seeing our community grow. And now, especially as we're getting ready to train for the upcoming Run Disney season, it's a great time to introduce new listeners to the Rise and Run podcast. Please remember to follow us on Facebook at Rise and Run Podcast and Instagram at Rise and Run Pod. And if you have a question, a comment, a race report, or want to introduce an upcoming episode yourself, just as JH just did, Please give us a call, 727-266-2344, and leave us a recorded message. The Rise and Run podcast is sponsored in part by our good friends at Magic Bound Travel. Hey, got your reservations for Princess Weekend yet? We'll talk about how we did in registration in just a minute. But if you need a room res, those are the folks to talk to. You know the Magic Bound Travel folks. Every one of the agents that they assign to a Run Disney client has been run a race at Run Disney themselves, so they know of whence they speak. MagicBoundTravel.com is the site. Please check them out. Okay, gang, let's take a look here because we finally we're, we're finally getting there. How long until Wine and Dine weekend? Well, at this point, we are nine. Weeks away. Woohoo! And training for Wine and Dine starts, if you start on a Tuesday, it starts in 11 days. Marathon weekend, still 28 weeks away from 5K day. 
Training starts Tuesday. What? Oh, boy. We've made it. We've made it. Oh, my goodness. Training for marathon weekend begins, especially if you're doing one of the long runs, doing one of the challenges. Now, listen. Stop what you're doing. Pay attention. I'm stopping. I'm paying attention. <laughs> Andy's coming. No, that's that's a different. That's different. That's different. <laughs> I'm sorry. Greg's got a Toy Story t-shirt, and that's different too. Anyway, you're going to hear this over and over. You're going to hear it from me. You're going to hear it from all of us. You're going to hear it. Do the training. Do the training. You want to have fun at the weekend. You want to enjoy. Marathon weekend, whatever you're doing, whether you're doing the 5K, whether you're doing the Dopey Challenge, put in the time, do the training. It's going to make life so much better for you. And I've got to tell you, it's going to be hard. Everybody's excited right now. Everybody's excited because the training started and we're anxious to get going. We're full of energy. Yeah, it's pretty hot and it's going to get hotter. But it's a long slog, that training, especially, again, for the long races in January. Stick with it. We'll be there, I promise you. And it's going to make all the difference in the world for you when you get down to Orlando in January. Not only will you enjoy the races more, you'll feel a heck of a lot better on Monday. You might even be able to do some stairs without going up and down backwards. So, that training, I can't emphasize how important doing and sticking with the training is. I get a kick, and you guys know this. What two questions do we get every year? Question one, what will the weather be like in January? <laughs> yeah, we'll get that. Well, we'll get it pretty soon. And question two comes along sometime around Thanksgiving when somebody says, hey, I haven't started training yet. Is it too late? Uh, yep. Can you still do it? Maybe. Maybe you're not going to like it. You're not <laughs> going to. You're not going to have a good time. You're right, Greg. You're not going to like it. I mean, and just to put it out there, if you think about it this way, the race weekends at Disney, those are your victory laps. So if you put in all the work, Amen, it's a sister. huge celebration. Yeah, Absolutely. and you can do the training along with us because we'll be doing the training and we'll be going through some good runs, some not so great runs. Yeah, you can keep us accountable. We'll hold you accountable, and we'll all get yes. there together. That's yes. the way it works. Oh, we're a big family, you guys. That's the way it works. <laughs> hey, hey, Bob, I have a question for you, real quick. Yeah, what's the weather going to be like in January? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, dew point, the dew point will be in the 60s, correct? Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. We need a dew point review, but what, nah, let's push that off. Let's push that. The dew point was 78 here a couple of days ago. Boy. Yeah, it's, it becomes, I don't want to say, it's not, it doesn't become hard to breathe, but it becomes noticeably different mm-hmm. to breathe when there's that much uh, water vapor in the air. It becomes oh, yeah. noticeably different. It sure does. I've seen some comments on social media. I'll see these again, that people say they're nervous about doing dopey. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I see people say they're scared. Don't be scared. There's nothing to be afraid of. Nervous? Heck yeah. Nervous is normal. Nervous, if you weren't nervous, I would kind of wonder if something wasn't quite right. This is not easy, my friends. Uh, Those of you who have done it before know this. Those of you who haven't will learn it. It's not easy, but it's a wonderful challenge, and it is tremendously 
rewarding. Mm -hmm. So it all starts on Tuesday. And God bless. Good luck. We'll be talking about it for the next, oh, half a year or so. Yeah. <laughs> hey, now, talking, we talked about uh, Wine and Dines coming up. We talked about Marathon Weekends coming up. We registered for Princess Weekend today, as a matter of fact. Who's registered for Princess Weekend? Who, who, I'm looking. I don't. I, yeah, it, it's just me. Mm-hmm. Just, just Bob. Aww. No, I take that back. Not yep. just Bob. Bob and Not a couple hundred you. of his closest friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, oh, golly. <laughs> I, I put up a uh, chat. I just put it up yesterday. So I put the thing up Monday. It got populated real fast. And when registration opened this morning, there were, I don't know, John, you joined later on. How many folks would you guess were in there? At least 25, 25, 30. I mean, yeah, I would say at maybe even more than that. I was so daggum proud to be part of this family Mm -hmm. from that chat. It was awesome. We had people helping one another out. I got to single out Mark, our buddy, Mark, who does the training calendars for us and does the graphics at the top of our Facebook pages. Mark jumped in there. I think Mark had, John, was it 43 different browsers open? I think he had like a command center going that day, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Legitimately, what did he have? Eight, 12? Probably at least 12, I think. Eight, 12. Yeah. So what happened is- Tisk, tisk, Mark. You're breaking the run (laughs) Disney rules. (laughs) Oh, he was a hero. Oh, I know he's a hero. Yeah. He sure was. And there were others. There were others. John amongst them. John was very, very helpful also. And, And I- I get in trouble if I start naming names because I'll leave somebody out. But but Mark, and I think anybody who was on the uh, chat this morning would have no problem with me singling out Mark ab- above everybody else. Because what happened was the, the thing opened up, right? And we have some people who are new, haven't done this before. And they didn't realize that you could get into the queue, but it wouldn't go live till 10 a.m. So relax. It's not live yet. It's okay. Then it goes live at 10 a.m. And everybody's going, oh my gosh, it says an hour plus. And I'm going, yes, 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 relax. It says an hour plus. It always does that. It's going to come down. And it was taking a while. And uh, folks were getting a little nervous. And mine says an hour. Or mine says 57 minutes. Here comes Mark. I've got one that says eight minutes. Who wants it? <laughs> Just one, one after the other after the other. We learned a trick, guys. We learned a trick. and. I will do this at springtime surprise also put up a chat for springtime surprise. We were able to share Q IDs and the way we were doing it was through direct messenger. We're sending Q IDs to one another. And when you clicked on them and for instance, I'll give myself as an example, I had two browsers open and they weren't moving. And the next thing I know I heard from Mark and he had one for me. I don't, remember what it was. And then John had one for me that was, I don't know, 10, 12 minutes or something. So I used that QID and I got in. I I originally thought maybe we shouldn't share this info, but by golly, I'll go back to what Coach Twiggs talked about last week. This is information we want to share with our friends, just like he sh- was wanted to share that discount 
with all of his running friends. We want to share this information with all of our running friends too. As long as we're able to do this and we're not cheating anything, we're going to share these links in our chat groups so long as we can. So get in there next time. It was very, very helpful. Then we had that big point where I had a 29 minute queue uh, set up and all of a sudden everybody goes, oh my God, I just jumped up to over an hour again. It just all back, yeah. back up again. Yeah, so it got a little little scary there for a while. But the races really didn't sell out that quick. I think uh, the half sold out finally at, what, one thirty? I think, Greg? Yeah, one, yeah, one thirty Eastern it went out, yeah. Really? That's so great. I was at work, so I didn't get to see any of this, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> but The first race to sell out was the 10K. That's unusual. I think that happened for Marathon Weekend, too, if yeah. I remember. Yeah. Huh. Was it the 10K this time, the 5K? 10K, 5K challenge, half. Well, the yoga, then then the half. Yeah. We do know, John, we know these open back up sometimes, right? Yeah, they do open back up sometimes. And uh, our friend, uh, Matt, he uh, has that uh, team team run Disney, and he set up that uh, race registration alert. So uh, he has a Twitter account, at run Diz reg status. He's got a Telegram account where it's at run reg status. Those two channels, they will help you. uh, They'll send alerts to you when stuff opens up. He also has a Slack and a Discord channel you can join up to. It has the alerts on it, but he's he's out there helping you guys out too, trying to get you back in. I know uh, it helped some of us out last year for Marathon Weekend. So hopefully it gets you guys in too if you need to. And and I know, Greg, you, you posted some stuff today about charities too, right? Yes. So um, now going back to our good friend, Mark, he just posted on our Facebook page uh, earlier today. uh, He's starting to formulate a list of uh, charity organizations that have bibs for princess, just like he did that amazing list for marathon weekend. So that is uh, in the works. But then I also made sure to go ahead and post um, our wonderful friends over at give kids. The world do have bibs available um for all of the races as of now uh so i did post that link on the facebook page so if you're interested in running for that worthwhile organization click on there and get the information of what it costs uh to pay for said bib which does go towards um your fundraising minimum and then uh the the fundraising uh requirements are also on there as well too so again uh check out the link on our facebook page or just you can always easily google um Give kids the world run Disney and it'll take you right to their site. Right. And John, you'll put the links you talked about in the show notes. Also, in the show notes right? and, on our, and on our webpage. Yes. And actually speaking of, of shout outs, uh, because I know he's always on top of this, uh, our good buddy, Ryan Teets, I, I have the official stats on how quickly everything sold out. So the 10 K sold out in 70 minutes. Then the 5 K took 84 minutes. Then yoga was next at 92 the challenge at 101 minutes, and then finally the half was the last thing to go at uh, 199 minutes. But what's great about Ryan, he does all these tables and everything like that, so you can actually compare year to year. And this was quite a bit later than how things went out last year based on it being an anniversary year and everything like that. So again, even though it was a half-day sellout, it went a, a lot slower than it did the previous year. I think numbers are up too, Greg. I think uh, number of entrants are up mm-hmm. post-COVID here. Is there any anniversary at all during 
uh, Princess Weekend? No, I don't think, think so. so. Right? I don't think so. Okay. No. All right, my friends, uh, let's uh, let's visit with our special guest for the evening, Alicia. Would you introduce us, please? Absolutely, Bob. Tonight, our guest is Kayla. She's a listener of the Rise and Run podcast, a good friend of mine, and also a self-proclaimed Run Disney VIP, also known as a visually impaired person and a huge advocate for the athletes with disability community for um, all races, but especially for Run Disney. So welcome, Kayla. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. So exciting. (laughs) Well, Kayla, thanks. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Let me get started here. Kayla, how did you get started running? When did you start running? Oh, goodness. Um, I actually, my mom got me into running. Uh, She had been running for a while and she knew she wanted her first half marathon to be at Disney. We're huge Disney people. And she kind of told me, hey, I'll take you to Disneyland if you do this half marathon with me. And all I heard was, I will take you to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's perfect. That's and perfect. so we trained for a whole year and we did the 2016 light side half marathon as our oh, half I'm marathon. So jealous. <laughs> oh. Neat. How'd that go? It was great. Uh, we were instantly hooked on Run Disney. Running through Anaheim especially was different. Um, and then we got the coveted, which is now back, but coast to coast, uh, we did wine, the wine and dine challenge that year as well. So, Oh, outstanding. Outstanding. So you started running and started run Disney at the same time. Yes. And then dopey, no goofy of 2023 was my 57th run Disney medal. Wow. So we have been That's at it for, for a hot minute. <laughs> yeah. <Whoa>. Wow. <laughs> Wow. I, well, that's fantastic. That's an accomplishment. <laughs> that is that is fantastic. We got hooked and hooked hard. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Kayla, I love how Alicia introduced you as a VIP because yeah. all of a sudden, I mean, like, I know you're a big deal, but then, <laughs> but, then when she, but then when she used that acronym of as a visually impaired person, you know, it, you know, it, that's what makes your story so amazing. And, Interestingly enough, my almost my introduction into Run Disney as well also deals with those who are visually impaired, thanks to our good friend Gerald Resnick over at Res Runs. Yes. His was like the first <laughs> YouTube videos that I had seen, and that is what got me hooked into this organization and led to all, you know, all the wonderful friends I have in this wonderful community. I know Gerald has Stargard's disease, which is a retina disease, and you know, and he has very limited peripheral vision. So that's why he does the videos because he can't see in front of him. So that, you know, he would record everything so that he can go back and watch it. Can you describe to us what your visual impairment is and the challenges um, that you face going out on just an, an everyday normal run plus a run Disney event? Yeah. So first of all, when I found Gerald on YouTube, I immediately, I mean, he, he was one of my people, right? He, mm-hmm. I get instantly connected with him and just having those videos. I'm like, you record for the reason I need it because you miss things on course. You don't see everything and you like to go back and watch those. So as the unofficial uh, godfather of Ron Disney, uh, I appreciate him very much. Uh, if- you know, it's funny. You're yeah. the second person to call him the godfather of Ron Disney. That's right. I, I was in a jar at Ox and Spoon called him I, that, I sold that from, like, from yeah. Jar. Um, okay. Oh, okay. I, I agree with that, though. Seriously. Um, but yeah, his his videos were just, again, an instant connection because he's he 
he's also visually impaired. And um, so my visual impairment is in the cornea, which is the very front part of the eye, the very front layers of the eye. And my corneas will degrade over time. Uh, the best way I like to describe it is that instead of like a saran wrap, I have a wax paper. Okay. And then when I get, I have to get corneal transplants. So they take the wax paper off, put saran wrap back on, and then my body will cut out pieces until it's wax paper again. Um, and I'm staggering uh, transplants right now. So my right eye is 2400. I'm completely blind in it. Um, so I only have vision in the left eye right now. Oh, interesting. How is your acuity in the left eye? Uh, 20, I just went, and I just went to the doctor too, uh, 2120. Okay. Okay. So still, okay. still, still challenging. Yes. Yeah. So Kayla, you, you talked earlier about, you know, spacing out your, um, your, your cornea transplants, you know, going back and forth between each eye and everything like that with all the medical treatment that you receive, obviously, you know, you're, you're talking with your ophthalmologist and, and your surgeons and everything like that. Has there been any progress or will there ever be a cure for your disease or is this what, or, or living a life of a transplant every couple of years, is that going to be the status quo uh, moving forward? So I actually just had a uh, appointment to schedule a corneal transplant for 2024 um, and I got a new diagnosis, which is we don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, well, yeah. Um, they, my, you know, my doctors who have, you know, I've been dealing with this since I was five years old and they've been so, so wonderful. Um, I think I've had the same nurse the entire time and she, you know, they, they kind of just, they really, they really don't know what is causing it and therefore don't really know besides corneal transplants, how to fix it. Yep. So for now, uh, it is just corneal transplant and this will be my fifth this one in oh, okay. 2024 so my 10th surgery overall and my fifth transplant so wow you, you know it, it's so interesting to you know hear that the, the frequency of it and everything like that because it was one of those things um when when my mother passed away um i remember we were talking with a gift of life representative and they were chatting with us because you know when you think of organ donation you know, you always think of, you know, heart, kidneys, lungs, and everything like that. And then when they were able to determine that they weren't able to harvest any of those organs, they were like, but be rest assured, though, we can still use corneas. And that just like opened my world to a whole nother way of, you know, being able to pay it forward, yeah. even at the end of life. So mm -hmm. I'm glad that, you know, this is something that is afforded to you, uh, you know, to be able to make sure that you, you know, have the most maximum life possible. So that, that's, that's great to hear. Yeah. I mean, I owe my, my donors literally the gift of sight. Yeah. They, they have given me, I mean, coming home from my very first transplant, the the world of difference it makes after a transplant is, I mean, seeing individual blades of grass instead of just, just a mm -hmm. green, just sheet. a green patch. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it, mm -hmm. it yeah. is just phenomenal. So ornate, donate your organs folks. <laughs> yeah. We get the gift of another run Disney friend. So we're really grateful <laughs> for your donors too. You, you refer to, this is a term I saw you use invisible disabilities. Yes. 
care to comment on that a little bit? Yeah. So again, if, if you're running in a run Disney race and you had no idea who I was or what my challenges were, you may look at me and seemingly I, I'm completely normal, normal, average. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, uh, yeah. Right. As normal as, any <laughs> as, normal as anybody right. can be running a, a marathon. Um, you couldn't hear the air quotes. On- <laughs> <laughs> they were big. Um, and a lot like, you know, visual impairment or deafness or anything like that, where you, yeah, right. you might not see it, but it's there. Um, and I, again, I'm only speaking for, for my disability and my visual impairment. You know, I'm not, I don't speak for role Disney at all, but right. Um, just, yeah, just something that you would, you would look at me and assume that I could run and function like anybody else, but I, I don't necessarily. <laughs> No, I understand. I, I think it's a good point that you're making. It's interesting that you bring up Roll Disney because, I mean, obviously that, you know, within the AWD community, you know, when, you know, Carissa and and Pelkey are up there, you know, announcing, obviously everyone, you know, calls out Roll Disney. If you had to take a guess, what percentage of the AWD community or or how many participants on average during a race weekend do would you say fall under the category of of you know visually impaired runners visually impaired specifically uh just from the people that I know there's there's uh not not a lot there's a few of us okay um but ambulatory i would say takes up half and then roll disney probably takes up half as a general guess because i mean i i would just love for every single gr- subset group you know within our community to have a, you know a cool nickname like roll disney so um <laughs> you, know, so, so, you know, so that's why i was just curious that's how why big... that's why we stole the run disney vips we're the yeah. there we go <laughs> love it love it <laughs> so in regards to um running run Disney races as an athlete with disability. Can you tell us a little bit about how that goes, um, what they do um, to help you out and how it may be different than the average runner? So on a, you know, an average run Disney morning, I arrive at 3 a.m. like everybody else. And uh, something that run Disney does, I would say better than 90% of the races out there is just having a system in place for uh, athletes with disabilities. Just having a a good system where you know what to do with a visually impaired runner. Because I have been in races with big, I mean, big races. I did vacation races. I did rock and roll. And they kind of don't know what to do with you. when Because really? I, always, I always try to reach out to the races ahead of time. Just, I'm a visually impaired runner. You know, I'll be running with a guide or I'll have somebody with me just just as a nice like heads up. So the race directors don't freak out when they see a, a you know, a girl with a blind runner bib on and they they really just don't know what to do with you. They are kind of like, OK, well, you're up to your own devices. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So Disney having I mean, even when you register, you have the option to choose athlete with disabilities and then what kind of athlete with disability you are. So I am an ambulatory athlete that requires a human guide. And so me and my guide will arrive race morning. We check in. There's an athletes with disabilities tent. We check in with them. And then we do we do, do the uh, wheel, wheelchair walkout. Uh, that is one of the accommodations that they allow with my visual impairment. Um, so we walk out with the wheelchairs. And then uh, we start in the AWD corral, usually in the back of B. 
Um, just cause it's, it's just way safer for me and my guide to be mm-hmm. where we are, uh, according to Absolutely. Run Disney, which is great. So you're in the race now and I'm curious, what does it feel like to run, um, a race visually impaired? How do you know when, besides them saying course narrows up ahead or speed bump coming up, how do you, how do you, um, navigate do you do a lot by feel? Do you have cues that your guide will give you? Do you hold on to them? What are what are some of the things that help you get around the race course? Definitely depending on the length of the race and uh, which race weekend it is, we're uh, touch and audio cues. So if it, you know if the course cool. is na- narrowing, I might grab onto my guide. Which disclaimer, my guides are the best people on this planet. Uh, they, they, they offer, they, they basically sacrifice their race weekend to give me my best experience, which is just something I can never repay them for. Um, but yeah, we do a lot of, you know, uh, audio. So they'll, they will tell me like, Hey, we're going up a speed bump, speed bump. We're going up now. We're going down now. We're going to turn left in a hundred feet. Or, you know, I will grab onto them if we're making like a hard turn or if we're in a really crowded course area. Um, so, yeah, a lot of audio and a lot of touch. I've also seen it where they, um, where a guide and a visually impaired runner would be attached via like some kind of like bungee. Have you ever done that before? Or do you prefer the audio cues as well as, as the only thing? Uh, so for right for right now, uh, we just do audio and uh, touch cues, but we do have the option to be tethered if we really wanted to at some point. I'm just, I don't need that accommodation quite yet. Okay. So your guide. So is this a guide that you train with or is these people that you, that you meet? How do you get a guide for a race that you know that you're going to work well with? So all of my guides uh, I have met through Instagram. <laughs> Um, we do not train together. All of my guides are, are pretty far from me, but they, uh, I like my guides to pace faster than me, uh, especially for, you know, halves and fulls that way, if they're having an, you know, it's hard for one person to have a good marathon, let alone two people. Uh, so that way, even if they're having an off race, they're still going to either pace or outpace me. That makes sense. Um, and then all, they're all big run Disney veterans. So they've done these races, you know, 10, 20, 30 times where they're going to know the course. We both study the course together. And even like I've done enough races to where the courses stay pretty much the same. Um, A lot of it is the crowding and the, you know, the bumps in the road, the tracks down main street, just stuff that you, you need somebody there for. Um, but that is a question I get asked a lot is, do we train together? And we do not train together. Oh, interesting. So I guess you guys meet up prior to the race to discuss a game plan. And we, we text and communicate the whole year round. Um, just so, you know, even if it's just to check in on training, uh, or, you know, uh, discuss, you know, race strategies, um, we're constantly talking to each other. Awesome. Awesome. It's great. We have these tools that you can do that. Kayla, you've done a whole bunch of Disney runs over the years. Have you seen any changes in the way Disney works with AWD athletes? From the time I started using accommodations. So back when I first started running run Disney, uh, I did not use any accommodations. I honestly didn't know they, they existed. 
Wow. Um, and then about a couple years into my uh, running journey, I what Run Disney used to do and what I really wish they still did is they offered uh, disability-specific back bibs. Oh, ah, so I understand. Mine yeah. would say uh-huh. visually impaired runner on mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. now it just says, you know, AWD athlete. And if you're brand new to Run Disney or new to the running community, you might not know what AWD means or what, you know. So I really wish that Run Disney would go back to that. I mean, it's a very small thing that they changed, but I really wish they would go back to that. So that way somebody approaching me could be like, oh, visually yeah. impaired, you know, you need to, if you're going to slow down, put your hand up, make some noise, right. you know, countdown, stuff like that. From the time I started using a guide team in 2020, uh, we I have not seen any major changes to AWD. It's been pretty much the same every weekend. Okay. Well, that's, that's good, except for that one point. And I know exactly what you're talking about, because I think I seem to remember that uh, sighted disability or something on the back. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I didn't, you, I didn't realize it had gone the, away. Uh, uh, 2018 wine and dine uh, res mm-hmm. video that's a really good place to start because i'm in uh-huh. that one <laughs> and, uh, and you can cool. see my back bib which says visually impaired <laughs> runner on it <laughs> i'm i'm only laughing kayla because i saw gerald one time and i hung near him <laughs> for a while and that was the year he didn't do a video <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so funny i was well for i think it was the 2018 2019 season we found each other every race and somebody was yeah. like how do these two blind people keep finding each other We're like, we, we really don't know that's <laughs> uh, fantastic wonderful if you're going to be someone's guide, do you sign up through the regular registration and then um, just go within the corral with the person? Or is it something where you sign up with Run Disney and you um, kind of tell who your guide is? Do the guides have to register? How does that work? So when you sign up with Run Disney, like let's say I'm signing, I'm registering and I pick, uh, you know, I'm a... Uh, disabled athlete who requires a human guide, I fill out their name in in that section. And then they do have to be registered. Um, I have never come across a situation where like I got in and they didn't. I've always, always gotcha. been very lucky with that. Yeah. Because um, nowadays that's kind of crazy yeah. registration. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've never, we've never come across a situation where one person got in, one person didn't. Um, and then Run Disney will email me uh, about two weeks prior to the race and they will say, Hey, is this still your guide? Because between registration and race day, a lot can happen. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I will confirm that guide and they basically have me on a list of, uh, you know, athlete with disabilities to check in that morning. Mm-hmm. Cool. But going off of Allie's question, um, you know, and you know, just this week, you know, we had princess registration. Are there any special accommodations that are made for, the AWD community as it relates to registration or are, do you have to go through the same trials and tribulations that everybody else does? We do. We have to register like anybody else would. Okay. So Kayla, regardless if you're AWD or not run Disney is, you know, as we have all talked about and we've all experienced, it offers such a magical racing opportunity for those of any and all abilities in the you know, 50 plus races that you have done <laughs> with run Disney, if you could narrow it down to like the greatest ultimate moment that you've ever had in your run Disney career, what would it be? 
Oh gosh. Um, probably. So I ran Dopey 2022 and I ran with, uh, two guides for the first three races and then uh, one of my guides for the marathon. And we ran, oh gosh, we ran all four races together. And I have a tradition at the end of each race where I get to put their medal on because oh, it's neat. Like, a, oh, wow. like a thank you. You, I mean, yeah. again, they're sacrificing their experience to basically babysit me for 48 miles. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I don't had, think they feel that way. <laughs> I, I, no. I really don't think they feel that way. <laughs> and of course, it was my first dopey, and we get done with that marathon, and I go to put my guides, you know, her marathon medal on, her goofy medal on, and her dopey medal on. And I don't think I've ever, I've been chasing that high ever since. There you go. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was just so, like, that whole weekend was just so special. Especially like I, you know, I'd never really been a runner in the first place. And then to be a runner with a disability, it was just kind of like, not only can I do like great things, I can do like really great things. It was just, such, yeah. it was so Absolutely. good. If someone wanted to get involved with becoming a guide for the athletes with disabilities, how would one go about doing that? I, again, I've connected with all of my guides. We have all, we were all friends first and then. Yeah. Uh, it like, seems like that would be the easy guide, way. <laughs> guide teams late, later. And I know yep. that's how a lot of the athletes with disabilities is either like a friend or a family member. Um, I do know that there are charities. I think it's team mm-hmm. Achilles. Achilles International. Yes. Right. Cool. I think they mm-hmm. will, like, if I, uh, you know, if I were to go run and my, my guide, God forbid, broke a leg two weeks before the race, I could reach out to team Achilles and I think they will pair you with a, with a runner. Super cool. Yeah. I think that's, we had way back early in the, in the show, we had folks on from Achilles. I think that's their, while they deal with other disabilities, I think that is their primary is, is visually impaired. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How does training work for you? Is there anything special you do during training for training? Training. So I train, on the treadmill, a hundred percent of the time. Oh wow! <laughs> Interesting. Um, I I would say probably for every race I've ever done, eighty five percent of it, has, the training has been on the treadmill. Um, I ran outside for a little bit, and then as my visual acuity got worse and worse, I just realized it's not safe for me outside anymore. Um, so yeah, all all of my runs since. 2020 i think have been inside on the treadmill that's amazing wow that's yeah that's i think that's a tough way to go so yeah uh dopey training goofy training oh wow yeah my uh, goodness four days in the gym uh, what's the <laughs> longest you, what's the longest training run you've done on a treadmill 20 miles oh <laughs> i heard I just did. thinking about it i did that once it was it was hard i, I, did, I did 15 one time i had a hard time walking it <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, and advice for treadmill runners because yeah, it, it, it's tough. Uh, I have done the entire MCU. Uh, I've watched a lot of anime. <laughs> I've watched a lot of friends runs. I've it's funny. Find something yep. really good. Yeah, well, that's good. So, Kayla, you have some very exciting things coming up. Can you tell us about what your next races are? Yes, I am so excited. I'm doing the Chicago Marathon in October. Awesome. Yeah, I was accepted with their AWD program. So I'm interested to see how a world major handles their AWD athletes. 
Um, I've heard every world major is a little different, so I can report on Chicago's at least. That'll be exciting. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then I'm running Goofy 2024 with Kelsey's Hope. Awesome. Kelsey's Hope, great. Wonderful. And Wonderful. then we'll um, Wine and Dine uh, Challenge. Uh, I'm perfect for it, so I have to. Uh- <laughs> oh, fantastic. Fantastic. You and Alicia. Yep. Practically perfect in every way. We just We just run wine and dine forever now yes right which <laughs> is yeah, not right. a bad yeah, you're thing you're right. in now that's right so you're never gonna run new york uh see that's that's where the sticky part is is i want to run new york so bad i have the guides that uh led me for dopey both live in new york now and so i would love to run with them but uh it's always wine and dine weekend it is <laughs> yeah that, that makes it tricky Kayla, fantastic. Thank you so much for what you've done so far. Let me ask you this question before you let you, we let you go. Is there a message, is there something you'd like to say to the rest of the runners out there, not the athletes with disabilities, but what can we do if we see an AWD athlete on the course? What can we do to help out? Uh, speaking for visually impaired runners, uh, one of the biggest things that, w- that would make my experience better would be uh, – open ear headphones or just like one of oh, the yes. AirPods in. Um, I've come across a couple with, you know, the big overhead earphones and just being able to take in your surroundings because I necessarily can't do that. Gotcha. Um, mm-hmm. So, and a lot of my guide team were constantly talking to each other. Um, so if I, you know, if we're going to make a big left-hand turn, he's saying left, left, left. And if you can't hear them and I can't see you, um, and if you, especially if you're Galloway running, which I Galloway run, um, put your hand up, do a countdown, say walking. Um, and then definitely when, when you're on course, be kind, we can, you know, I know everybody, it's, everybody says that. And we, we ask that of everyone, but just again, being an, an invisible disability, you never know what somebody else is going through. Like I walk on the left for my visual impairment. So my guide can watch my blind side on the right. So just, just little things like that. Like you don't necessarily know why I'm walking on the left. It's because I have to. So, but yeah, the biggest, the biggest thing is definitely the open ear or one ear pod. Yeah, that's that's good to know. I think, uh, yeah, if I could summarize there, I'd just be aware. Yes. Just be aware. Yeah. You, if you see the AWD bib, be aware. Stay out of the way if you can, and uh, you don't ne- you don't necessarily need us to help. You just don't <laughs> you just don't want us to hinder. Yes, I, think I would mean, be the I, best way like to I have been. My guide has physically grabbed me out of the way of somebody oh. because they're cutting across for a photo pass, and I understand. Oh, Everybody's yeah. excited. Um, but but yeah, I mean, and also enjoy every second of the course for me because just taking everything and the crowds, the castle, the finish line, just take it all in a little extra bit for me. You got it. I promise. I I, I think your summary line of be kind goes a long way. Yeah. Well done. Well, thank you so much, Kayla. This has been so much fun. Um, if any of our listeners would like to follow your journey um, as an AWD athlete, where can they find you at? Uh, so I am at Kayla Runs Disney on Instagram. Uh, that's where you can find all of my 
upcoming races and my updates. Um, I don't post super often just because uh, treadmill treadmill selfies kind of get boring after a while. Uh, which <laughs> you'll get a lot of a lot of run Disney throwbacks. Um, but definitely, definitely, if you see me at a race, uh, I will not see you. So please come say hi. Uh, <laughs> it's not. It's you know I love to meet everybody and say hi and get you know get a quick chat in while you while you probably run past me and my guide. Um, but yeah, definitely, if you have any questions about AWD, if you're looking for more information on AWD, um, especially with ambulatory athletes, definitely reach out on Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Well, it was a pleasure talking with Kale. I'm glad she spent some time with us. Hey, changing subjects a little bit. I see some of our friends have met Martinez. That's neat. I see Tara met him. Uh, Amy, I think Tara and Amy met him in Buffalo. and. John also met Martinez. Martinez is up at the local fleet feed up in my, my neighborhood. And I stopped down to meet him, had a nice little chat with them. It was great. Great. Finally seeing him in person. Yeah. It sounds like fun. I hope he gets down here. Um, I don't have, we don't have any updates on his calendar. If we get them, we'll let you know. I'm, I may send him a note. See if he has an update on his calendar. He, he does have it on his, uh, webpage, the okay. updated calendar. So okay. there is dates up there. Yeah. That would be the place to look. Great guy. And if you get a chance to meet him, say hello, wear your rise and run t-shirt and uh, say hello or, or your slow AF t-shirt, whichever you got. Maybe you can wear one over the other. I don't know. Hey, we, we, the giveaway for the go guarded items is coming to a close. Alicia, how's that going? It's going great. We have, uh, lot of entrance um, and we still have that available until Friday the 23rd. Um, so if you would like to enter, you can go on our Facebook page, which is which is Rise and Run Podcast. Um, and it is a pinned post at the top of our page. Um, or you can go on our Instagram, which is Rise and Run Pod. Um, and there is a post on there and just comment not today on either of those posts. Thanks. Great response to that. Uh, the, uh, the discount code R-A-R for 15% off is, is still good as far as I know. In fact, Jody didn't give any indication that she was going to take that away. So you can use that also, R-A-R. Hey, friends, guess who's here? Our friend Pam from Fluffy Fizzies has dropped in for a visit. Hiya, Pam. How you doing? Hi, great. Happy um, to be here. Yeah, we're glad you're here. I'm, I'm very excited because... You've been teasing this on us all along, telling us you wanted, you had a, a big announcement you wanted to make, and I have no idea what it is. So what you got? Okay. I have said we would not do this again. However, I can't help myself. Yeah. It's time to do fundraisers again. Oh boy. Yeah. You're right. Fundraisers on fluffy fizzies. So we're here to help all our runners who are running for charity, trying to raise their money. And uh, we're going to do it once again, where we do bath bomb designs and a percentage of sales and all that other fun stuff. But we're going to have a few changes this time to make it more manageable on us. Okay. Well, Help it's us out. Fun. First of all, that first of all, that's awesome, and that's just great. And your timing is perfect. So I know that we really appreciate that. This whole family here, uh, like you said, the folks who are trying to raise money for charity bibs, really appreciate it. 
So tell us what we need to do. Tell us how it works. So we know it's, it's hard to raise money for a charity. So that's what we're here to do. Um, some of the changes that we have this time. So what you're going to do, first of all, is you're going to go to our website, which is fluffyfizzies.com, of course. And if you look along the top, uh, we have a link to fundraising. When you go to the page, uh, it's already live. It's ready for you all to sign up. You're going to see a form this time. And the form is going to guide you through designing your bath bomb. Now, <laughs> this is probably a little bit of a disappointment for a lot of people. But the first change we have is we cannot do the individual cupcake decorations this year. Uh, last year, we did 34 different fundraisers. It got out of control really quickly. We couldn't keep up with demand. Um, and it was just, it, I promised everybody, look, we won't do that again. So <laughs> we're going to make this a little bit more manageable. But we have a lot of fun shapes, a lot, so many different ones you can choose from. You can go from the stars, the donuts, the dresses, you know, you name it, and it's on there if it's a shape version. And, and you're going to get to pick your own scent as well. So those are the first two things that you're going to do is you're going to pick your scent and you're going to pick your shape. Neat. The, the way that we're going to do customization this time is really through your labels. So we had a couple of people and we're going to have pictures on the website of some of the really successful ones that did it this way last year. There's going to be a label on the front of your bath bomb. It actually almost looks like it's printed on the bath bomb when it's, when it's completed and you're going to help design it. We want you to send us the image. If it's something, you know, a charity ah. that you're working with and things like that, we just have to watch what we don't infringe on any copyrights. So right, we will right. not put run Disney on them. We will mm -hmm. not put Mickey on them. And the same goes for your charity. If you don't own the logo, we can't just put it on the bath bomb. Uh, without their express written consent. So, that makes sense. Yeah, it, you know, it, there's a couple of, of restrictions there, but it, we should still have a lot of fun with it. So you're still going to have your own bath bomb. You'll still earn a percentage of the entire website sales when people shop under your link. But we're just going to keep it a little bit more manageable this year so that we can all enjoy it. And I can actually do more of them this way. Last year, we had to cut it off. That is so cool. Thank you. I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think of my design and I'll have to think of my scent. I'll have to work on that. Yes. Yes. We have, uh, we have some good scents. So we have some are normal, uh, you know, a lot of people like the bounce back and things like that. Um, one of the ones that I love, um, it's kind of a sweet smell. And if you're familiar at all with Victoria's Secret Love Spell, it's very similar oh, yeah, to it's that a very, one. Oh, yes. Very familiar with that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's a, it is an amazing, great summer scent in my opinion. So that's one that's, um, an option for you. Um, so there, there's about, going to be about five different scents that you can choose from, um, about 10, gosh, 10, maybe different shapes. It's a lot of different shapes. Neat. Um, Neat. but yeah, so, and oh, for those of you who like some of the rides at Disney or the, the resorts, we have some smells that you might find familiar when you, when you look at that list. Pam, this sounds great. And as a way to help fundraising, that's awesome. That's really fantastic. We appreciate you doing that. Pam, do, do you have a Tinker Bob mold by any chance? Because I feel like that would sell like hotcakes for him. <laughs> Holy cow. I don't have a Tinker Bob uh, at uh, this bummer. point. Wow. But, but. Don't forget, your image could be something you own. So if somebody has a picture of Tinkerbob, <laughs> we can oh, make a man. bath bomb. 
Oh, what about Sam it. the Eagle? Because I mean, that was a that was an epic liked, one too. <laughs> I liked Sam. Yeah. No, whatever image. If you own it, oh, we can use it. Oh, you can call stuff. them bath bobs instead of bath bombs. <laughs> oh, I love it. Right, we're, getting, we're getting carried away now, kids. I love it. I love it. And some, you know, <laughs> some, of, some of those shapes actually really lend nicely to more image area, like the hexagon, uh, the cube, something where it's nice and flat. That'll actually give you a lot of space there to use the image. But we do have some of the intricate ones. We do have the cause ribbon that's up again. Um, this year. So you could just say, I'd like to do the cause ribbon in a certain color. Um, so those are all available to you. All right. All sounds good. We will, uh, we'll put instructions in the show notes and I'm heading over to the page here right after we quit recording this evening. This sounds great. You got more news, Pam, though. You got uh, Gosh, something been, called what? Yeah. Fluffy fizzies at home? At home, yeah. We've been working hard on some new things. So, you know, we always want to be uh, a little bit different and offer things that you haven't seen yet. So the fluffy fizzies at home are bath bomb kits. So each kit you make, uh, it comes with enough ingredients that you're going to make four different bath bombs. And it's going to be similar to the recipes we use, not exact, just because of heating and things like that. But it's going to be very similar to our recipes. And the really cool thing is if you if you get bath bomb kits currently at big box retailers, you're usually getting something like a ball that you're going to uh, mold the bath bomb into that shape. We are including our, uh, our, our shapes like the pirate ships, the mermaid tails. Um, we're going to have some Halloween, some Christmas. We're going to be offering different kits all along. So right now we have four on our website to launch. Uh, but but keep an eye out, look for more, and we actually are hoping to get these to some big box retailers near you. That's really cool. Uh, cool. You still you still working with Walmart? I, I am. Um, Walmart and uh, Amazon are, oh, nice. are two yeah, of yeah, the yeah. main retailers where you can find us. Um, for those of you who may have gone on Amazon recently, we had a little hiccup. Uh, we're working through that, but we should be back up and running very quickly. Very good. Very good. Okay. We, we can look forward to that. Now you've got a whole new line of products we want to talk about also, don't you? We do. We do. So, so many people come up to us at the expos and ask for our products with CBD. Um, that is not a product that Run Disney will allow at this point. You actually cannot sell it anywhere on Disney property. And as such, we can't even have it on our website. So we actually have launched a brand new line and we have included the bounce back formula as one of the options with CBD. So the new line is called the Zen Grove and you can go to thezengrove.com. And if you forget what it is, I do have a link from the Fluffy Fizzies website for now uh, where you can go ahead and, and pop on over to the other website. There's no way to combine them into a single purchase, but we've had some of our customers who are purchasing from both and we can ship them at the same time. That's good. Uh, we have, uh, so when you go there, you're going to see a couple of different formulas, but the bounce back formula is exactly everything you're used to with our bounce back fluffy fizzy products, but it has CBD. We have um, bath bombs that are cubes, just like you normally get the bath bomb cubes. Those are 100 milligram CBD products. We also have what we used to call our mega ball, which is a nice, big, hefty ball. Um, that's our 200 milligram CBD bath bombs. 
we have the very popular body butter available. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I know we have a lot of fans of body butter yeah, just on uh, this <laughs> podcast here. So, so for that, um, we sell them in the two ounce, the four ounce, and the eight ounce. And you could really equate it every time with 100 milligrams of CBD per ounce. So if you're getting the two ounce, you're getting a 200 milligram jar, a 400 milligram jar, and 800 milligram jar. And then you're going to see uh, massage oils. Massage oils is our bounce back bliss. So um, when you see that, the ones that are in the bounce back formula, once again, same essential oils you're used to, the menthol, just add the CBD now. And uh, I, I tell you what, I've got some people who never thought they would use it, who are now 100% converted and said, that I, I never want it without CBD again. And, and Pam, the benefit of including the CBD is what? Okay, so I'm going to tell you some benefits of CBD, but keep in mind, I'm not telling you that my products will do this for you. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> you got it. We're not a medicinal. Yeah, right, right, uh, right. We're not doctors. Um, okay, so CBD, a lot of people will take it for pain management, and uh, some people will take it, take, it, take it to help them sleep, helps with the anxiety. Um, you can find a lot of great studies on CBD. I do want to warn you, if please check with your employer. There are employers who are still banning CBD, even though it is a completely legal substance. There is no THC in our products. THC is the, um, the, the stuff that, quote, gets you high. So there's none of that. You don't feel anything um, so far as uh, it affecting your, your mental clarity at all. But what I feel and what others have said when they use it is you feel pain relief almost within moments and it lasts for a couple of hours. So, um, you know, if there's others who use CBD that would like to speak to the benefits of it, um, I'd love to hear it. If people are using it and, you know, let me know, reach out and let me know how you're liking the products with the CBD in it. Okay. Exciting news, Pam. Thanks Thank for sharing. Uh, our, we have our code that our friends have been using happy running. Will that work for all of these? Yes, we are going to do happy running on the Zen Grove website, and it'll be exactly the same. Um, they get a 10% off, and um, they help support us and the podcast. Outstanding. Pam, thanks for dropping by. Absolutely. Yeah. It is always great to be here. Yeah, it's always fun to, to see you. We'll see you, if not before. We'll see you at uh, the Expo at Wine and Dine, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think I'm running all three races. So uh, it's time to get back both feet in. Okay. Good for you. Good for you. Okay. Thanks, Pam. Talk to you later. Absolutely. Bye, guys. It's always fun visiting with Pam. I'm glad she drops in. Uh, Yeah. I'll be looking for her products online. I've already gone online to do my fundraising product for so I'm looking forward to see how that goes. John, I, I usually ask if you have any new reviews, but I'm pretty sure I know this time. I think we have one, correct? Yes, we do. We have one from BLC31, my fave running podcast. You have great guests and fun hosts. Thank you for being so supportive and kind. I'm a slower, older runner, and you always make me feel welcome and part of the running community. And I love the Disney content and enthusiasm. That's awesome. Thank you slower, older. Yeah. I identify, I identify you're, you're one of us. Uh, thanks for taking the time to write the review. We, we really appreciate it guys. We appreciate it when you do that. 
I know there was one person in our Facebook said, uh, he's built for comfort, not for speed. So uh-huh. that's it. Yeah. I've heard that before also. Uh, it's fun. It's fun. We are so glad you're with us. Glad you found us. Thank you for leaving the review. Taking a look at what we have coming up next week. New friends from the club D3 running team. D3 is Disney Day Drinkers. That's a large Facebook group. The subset is their club D3 running team. I ran into a couple of club D3 running team members at an event in Tampa. Enjoyed talking with them. And we're looking forward to talking with those guys next week. Speaking of of day drinking at Disney, did anybody see the video of the woman who got banned from Disney World on the Grand Fiesta Tour? Yes. Yes. I was like, why? (laughs) Come on. I mean, of all rides to get to lose your privilege to ever go to Walt Disney World, (laughs) you're gonna pick the Grand Fiesta Tour. (laughs) Right. First of all, how dare you? I absolutely would choose the Grand Fiesta Tour to get my lifetime ban on, but I probably would not do it from day drinking. But here's my thing. Remember that one guy who actually tried to climb the pyramid in the Mexico Pavilion? I mean, to get banned from literally at the exit area and then... I think that climbing it is a little bit more... um, What's the right word? Epic? Yeah, I would think that's the way to get the lifetime ban. <laughs> I think Not I approve of that it. one. How do you get banned from Disney? I got thrown off the Grand Fiesta tour. <laughs> <laughs> no, I climbed the pyramid at uh, Mexico. There yeah. you go. You're away. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would, I would think there'd be more respect if you lost your privileges on. It's a small world, you know. I mean, oh, but, boy. You know. I would get my oh, lifetime boy. ban on the three caballeros. I would get off. I would. St- at the end where they're all singing, I would get off and I would just sing with them endlessly <laughs> because I love that song and I love that part of the song. And yeah, until and that's how I would get my lifetime ban. Oh, my goodness. Remember when Donald was covered by a plant because he wasn't working? Uh-huh, the yeah. Tour? <laughs> <laughs> a little shrub with a hat. Nobody noticed. The three cabaneras lies. <laughs> there were two. All of all of this because I mentioned the Club D three running team. Imagine how much fun we'll have next week when I know. they're here, Look, really when they're here with it. us, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah, I think that'll be fun. Uh also joining us in July, Jeff Galloway. Jeff Galloway will be here to answer your training questions. You can call them into the hotline, 727-266-2344. We'll see how many we get. We'll see how many Jeff can go through, but he'll be here with us. Again, early in the training program, but Jeff's always great to have around to help us out. All right, my friends, it's time for the race report. Let me talk about the race report in general one time. I haven't done this for a little bit. If you go to the pinned section, the featured section on our Facebook group up top. It is now the last entry. It's all the way on the right. You have to hit the arrows and scroll over to the right. There is a race report file in there. I'd love it if you could put your upcoming races in there. If you don't want to put them into the file yourself, it's a Google Doc. But if you don't feel comfortable doing that, just put your race in the comment and I will enter them. I usually do it on a Friday. I gather them all up. 
and enter them in there. Now, the race reports come from when you put information into the Facebook group and tell us how your races went. There are a lot of them. I promise you, I try my level best to catch each and every one of them. I caught one of them at 5 p.m. this afternoon, about an hour and a half before we started recording. But I missed one last week, and I hate, I, I try my best not to do it, but I did miss one. My friend Mary, the young lady who helped me finish the marathon, uh, I missed her report. She did the Buffalo Lake Trail Fest 10K in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, and I missed it. So here it is, Mary. She did that race. She said it was hard because Mary's a Florida resident. Elizabeth Town's kind of hilly. Views are pretty. No medals except for the top three finishers. But she took home battle scars from a fall at mile three and a nice shirt. So there you go, Mary. Sorry I missed you last week. And gosh, I try hard not to do it. I hope I won't do it to anybody else. But if I do, let me know. I'll try and make it up to you. Uh, this week, this week actually started on Thursday. Liz did the Cannonball Run in Preston, Connecticut. Cannonball. No, not the movie. No. Oh. Not the movie. No. No Dom DeLuise or... Captain Chaos. Yeah. But Sue was there. This was a one-mile race that starts with a cannon firing. They fired at the racers. They run that mile really fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a small starter cannon. Uh, but something fired... Sue up. She had a a great time for her. Uh, It's actually a mile PR for Sue. PRs get harder as you get older. I'm never, I'm never going to run like I did when I was in my thirties. So I'm okay with decade PRs. PRs for your fifties, PRs for your sixties. They count my friends. Just let us know. We'll fire up the bell for decade PRs. Let's continue the weekend. Move on to Friday. Tom Doerr's run in Ellington, Connecticut. Sue once again. This one at the Ellington Airport. It was her best 5K time of the year. She felt great. Party afterward. Great beer. Vegetarian chili. Ooh. Yeah, she is up to, and I love this about Connecticut. I just learned this in the last couple of months. You know, the 169 towns in Connecticut that host a race, mm-hmm. Sue's up to 133. Holy cow, Sue. Yeah. Isn't that cool? She knocked out two this week. That's pretty neat. 33 to go, right? 36 yeah. to go. 36 to go. 36 yeah. to go, yeah. I figure she'll be done by, I don't know, mid-July. <laughs> get, get with it, Sue. Get going. Uh, let's head across the ocean to Amsterdam. The Netherlands, the Zwiedis run 10K. Our buddy Danny. Danny's been real active in the group. Good to hear from Danny. Zwiedis is the financial district of Amsterdam. Just a touch off of his PR for a 10K. This is just a little off of his PR. Danny did a 41.50. Danny runs pretty daggum fast. Said one of the problems he had that slowed him down 
4150 in a 10k and a problem they had that slowed him down i want you all to enjoy that okay <laughs> uh the five and the 10ks merge at one point ice cream at the end good way to cool off on a warm day in the netherlands still on friday in fort smith arkansas the true grit 5k our buddy joe ran with the three amigos they all placed but joe's buddy gary wasn't feeling so well in the heat so joe Finished second in this race, second in his age group. Good job, Joe. We're proud of you, man. And did he keep the car on the road this time? <laughs> yeah, he didn't say. I hope so. I think so. One of the bigger events in the U.S. racing calendar, Grandma's Marathon in Duluth, Minnesota. We had a couple people in that one. Our friend Heather in the push rim division, Heather said this one didn't start all that well. Said even on the bus, she was intimidated by how fast all the push rim athletes seemed to be. Took a little while, but when she found her groove, she really took off. She did a PR in the 10K, a PR at the half. Now these count. These are bona fide PRs over measured distances. She wrestled with the thought of pushing for a sub four but decided to have fun instead. So at the end, she drank the beer, the pickle juice. She drank the maple syrup. Allie, she drank the maple syrup. I know that's big for you. Um, the Rice Krispie Treats. I'm a fan. I don't know what Happy Tot pouches are, but she had those too. What? Uh, anyway, yeah, Happy. Like like Tater Tots? I could be. Well, I don't we know. have Tater Tot Hot Dish, so it could be. <laughs> Could be. The more and more I'm thinking about that, how incredible that sounds. Because you know, like that first salty thing you always have after a run is like the most Uh delicious thing you've ever had. (laughs) Tater tots in the middle of a run. Let's make this happen. That does sound delicious. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So she did have fun towards the end of the race. Thank the volunteers and the medics. The medics were army, so they enjoyed Heather's Go Air Force cheer. Heather's goal was four hours and 30 minutes. But she was kind of even scared to admit that out loud because her PR, previous PR, was 456.40, just under five hours. This time, 405.54 PR. And a mighty good one. Way to go, Heather. Proud of you, Heather. We had other folks there. Katie was there doing marathon number four. A new PR for Katie. At four hours and 30 minutes. That's a rock solid time, Katie. Way to go. Katie's husband PR'd. Kale. Kale PR'd this race also. And then Jennifer was there. Jennifer is now a 10-time marathoner and a four-time Boston qualifier. She ran this one in 321. Uh, Tough last eight miles. It was pretty warm. Said she's Jennifer saw Heather around mile eight to 10 on a hill. Hats off to the chair athletes because this was a hillier course than advertised. Uh, she's got, Jennifer did great. You know, she's looking to qualify for Boston. She's got that 14 minute cushion this time, which as you probably know, in qualifying for Boston, just because you make the published time doesn't mean you're in, but a 14 minute cushion, that's usually plenty. So she'll be making a trip back to Boston in April next year. Uh, She's got a week of recovery and then 99 days till she hits the marathon trail again 
this time in Berlin. Great job, Jennifer. In Doylestown, Pennsylvania, Brianna ran the Dairy Air 10K. That's two words, not Dairy Air, Dairy Air 10K. In Queens, we're back in Queens. This was kind of, we had a bunch of folks running the New York Roadrunners Queens 10K. Emily was there, sent some really fun photos up. Uh, Doug was there. He ran a PR almost two minutes faster than his 10K PR in January. He says, not bad for a middle-aged guy. Uh, Training for the Berlin Marathon and the Goofy Challenge continues. Great job on that, Doug. Grace, a new friend to our Facebook group. She ran this 10K in 58.30. That is a PR for Grace. Her first sub-60 10K in 10 years. That's a great benchmark, the sub-60 10K. Our buddy Rob said it was a fantastic run. His favorite course so far of the four New York Roadrunner road races he's done. This one goes by the Unisphere. I, I had to thank Rob for telling me what that was. I, I knew what it was. I forgot the name of it. I saw that thing in 1964 when it was the... Uh, icon for the New York City World's Fair. One of the things Rob liked is that the way the course worked, you got to run past the other races, racers in opposite directions. So you got to see people's faces this time. Kind of drove home the whole idea of community running. Uh, having finished now a bunch of these races, he's qualified for the New York City half next March. And Sunday was also the last for this season of Rob's Rise and Ref weekends, which is, I think, is kind of cool. He's a soccer referee, and he works with his two children as assistant referees. Good stuff. That's another thing near and dear to my heart. Finally, in uh, Queens, Megan was there. Another PR. <phone rings> Under 55 minutes. This comes off of a PR that Megan ran last week. Nice job. Rounded out the day with a Mets game with her family. Okay, let's go north of the border to Toronto, Canada, the Under Armour 10K. And here with us this evening in the Race Report Spotlight, our friend Tara. Hi, Tara. Hi, Bob. How's it going? Uh, It's great. It's good to see you. We were talking before we started. We believe this is a record that we have established for a running related podcast with a race report spotlight, two Taras in two weeks. I think <laughs> that's a record. Tara's looking great in her rise and run. Uh, what do you got a hoodie on Tara? Hoodie. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Really nice hoodie. Got the black hoodie, which she got from Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. It's so cozy. <laughs> And, and John pointed out, not only is it back-to-back Tara's, it's back-to-back Under Armour because the Baltimore run that we talked to the other Tara about was also sponsored by Under Armour since Baltimore is their home base. All right. Enough of that stuff. Tara, we're glad you're here. Hey, how was the race? It was it was great. Um, you know, it was funny as we were chatting and thinking about the race and all I can think of is more so about meeting up with friends, getting to meet new friends, um, just about having fun. And 
I, you know, and that's, that's the best part. I mean, you know, I'm from Ottawa. And so the idea of going to Toronto, yeah, I was like, it's a busy place down there. And so my friend and I, my friend who lives in Michigan, she says, well, we got to find a race that's midway. Uh And it happened to be Toronto. So we said, all right, well, let's go to Toronto and and do this 10K. And you know, what's funny is that uh, she's from Michigan and how would I ever meet her? Well, of course, through Run Disney. There you, know? you go. There you go. Yep. Amazing how you meet people. And through all these amazing Facebook groups and Run Disney communities. So I met Liz through the Run Princess family group, which was created by yeah, Chris right. And we you know, know them. Mm-hmm. amazing how you know you make these connections and you get to do these races down at Run Disney and you know have the party in front of the uh, the stage and then go and do these races and amazing costumes. But then you think, oh, okay, well, it's just there and you leave it be. But then you get a chance to connect and find these races and being able to meet up with them in a completely different setting who have, you know, like-minded. And then of course, you know, you've got to show up in style, right? So (laughs) here we are at the uh, Under Armour Toronto 10K in style with our blue sparkle skirt and our blue As you should. That's (laughs) So, you know, and, and, you know, of course, any local race, anybody who goes to, they're they're dressed for, you know, I'm here on business. I'm here to run. (laughs) No, no, no. We're here to have fun. Here to fun. So we were the only ones at this race in in, you know, in our sparkle, in our, in our skirts. Good for you. you. And again, the fun thing is, is that you create these conversations. So, you know, we're waiting in line for, for photos and they had actually these really great photo booths where, you know, in the old school, they would, you would print out the four. Oh, sure. Right. Mm -hmm. They had them um, in, like they had this, this background and you would stand there and get the photos and then it actually printed out and hand it to you. Oh, how cool is that? Yeah. You know, old school photo booth style, and uh, you could also get them uh, emailed to you. Um, so yeah, so the startup was great, and then where it was held was actually um, downtown, so right near uh, near the the water, and of course they're running on Lakeshore Boulevard, and uh, and it was it was a, you know an early morning, so it wasn't too hot. Um, I mean, they probably brought maybe. Five to seven thousand people or so. Maybe, well, that's maybe. a nice crowd. That's not oh, bad. That's good. Yeah, that's a, a big crowd. crowd. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't too hot. So you know, I mean, I wish there was a few more water stations, but but otherwise, you know, you started. And so I was there at my, and as I said, my, I was there with uh, my friend Liz, and we were going to be, you know, her idea. She wanted to PR this race, and I was like, no, no, we're, we're just going to PR in fun. But you know, we went with the intervals, and if she, you know, was feeling a bit tired or too hot you know we just walked through it and had a really good time and it was just about chatting and having fun and and when we crossed the finish line she actually PR'd it oh good for her good for her so yeah so you know it was great and then afterwards I also met up with another friend who I met through uh, a run Disney Facebook who, you know, again, being able to go online and, you know, comment on people's photos. And it's amazing. These conversations, these friendships that start all because of Facebook. So she happens to live locally in Toronto and we've been, you know, connecting and chatting it up. And so it's just, it's just a whole other world of being able to, to 
you know, connect with run Disney people and like-minded and just that fun. And then, then of course, then you, your mind starts going and your, your whole next two years is planned for races. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. 100%. (laughs) Uh, You're right. I think it's fun. Tara, I think you are the embodiment of PRing and fun. Yes. I was, I was saying earlier that, uh, I go through and I make a lot of notes to get ready for the race report. And before you had agreed to come on, I just made a note. Tara embodies the PR and fun attitude because you didn't make any comments about the race on your Facebook post. You just commented about your friends. I think that's marvelous. I really do. And that's what it is. You know, it's all about just, you know, really connecting with people and just having a good time. And again, just, you know, yeah, it it is fun to be able to finish and to either get a pair or to just finish. But the idea is that just that whole experience, you know, hanging out with a friend and, you know, checking out the scenery and getting caught up with chatting, uh, that, that just, uh, that just makes it. And then of course, you know, when you're, when you're in style, you get a lot of the comments on the way. So it it's, uh, it just makes a great experience. How was the crowd support? Was there a bunch of folks there? few i think it was one of those things where you know there would be nothing 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 and then a whole bunch of people okay. screaming. so i think yeah <laughs> yeah it, yeah it's a big city toronto and a 10k doesn't usually attract big crowds usually it's the longer races the marathons attract the bigger crowds but uh yeah that's cool now i do have to admit this so when we finished and of course you know some of the food and the, the snacks and whatnot uh it, actually really good good um supply and then to top it off we were given a free popsicle that <laughs> made my day yeah 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 i've seen i've seen a lot of that in the summer runs uh popsicles are as a friend in england called it an ice lolly i'd never heard the term i thought i knew a lot of british terms and i do <laughs> i didn't know that one i thought that was pretty cool too but this one was a fruit one so even better all 100 so it was it was just perfect. Yeah. No, a lot of fun. And as I said, you're standing in line waiting for food and everybody's commenting on the outfits and you can just, you know, start up conversations with these great people and tell them all about Run Disney. And Yep. That's great. Okay. So was this Liz's first international race? Yes. Yes, it was. Ah. So she was very excited about having that experience and calling that's it an international race. She, that's, she brought that's out awesome. her passport, which she hasn't used for a while. So it was, it was exciting <laughs> to get across the border and do an international race. Awesome. Are you guys going to be doing another one anytime soon? Of course, we have run Disney, but we're already you know going way into 2024. Uh, we're planning for Hawaii. We want to do <gasps> the marathon. That's why you told me that. Oh, oh I want to do that one. one so bad. That was my but, first ever. I know. Well, I can't announce it yet, but there might be something that might hinder me from doing <gasps> oh, that one. Her, her sponsor won't allow her to. It, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I was going to ask you, so what is your next non-Disney race that you're most looking forward to? Is it the Hawaii one in 2024 or is there one closer? Um, oh, much closer and much more exciting. My very oh. first world major, I'm doing Chicago. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. Good for you. Very excited. I, yeah. I even got my shirt the other day. That I, They always say, put your name on the front of your shirt. So I am all ready with my shirt and sparkle outfit. 
I'm yes. ready for Chicago. Although I need a lot more miles to get it under my belt. <laughs> oh, you'll get them. You'll get them. I, and I, I, I would definitely advise that because after running it, it's like like Berlin had your name on it, but I was surprised that Chicago didn't. So no huh. one knew what to how to say. So whenever I saw somebody run by me that had like the, they just like took a piece of tape and put it on them oh, with wow. their name on it. I was just like, that's so smart. So I'm really happy you're doing it. And I tell you what, it's going to be the most amazing experience. It's you, you want to talk about crowds. That's the biggest crowd I've ever seen during a race. Wow. Wow. And this is what I'm excited about is seeing the comparison between Run Disney yeah. and, you know, so I'm excited about that. I'm so excited for you. I wish I could be there to cheer you on. That's great. That's fantastic. Now, before we let you go, what's up on your Run Disney docket? I'll definitely be there for Wine and Dine, for sure, Good. doing the challenge. Good. And then I, um, well, I'm not quite doing the dopey, but I will be doing Goofy. And yes. then heading over to Disneyland to do all three races. Awesome. Super excited, but I will have awesome. to dress for trial for sure. <laughs> oh, you should be, Tara. That sounds fantastic. Tara, this all sounds terrific, my friend. We're so happy you joined us tonight. I love the attitude. Love talking with you. Can't wait to see you in November. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Tara. Fred was also at the Under Armour Toronto 10K. In Anchorage, Alaska, the Anchorage Mares Marathon. That's a great race. I, I hear a lot of really good things about that one. Uh, last year, we heard about a bear. Not this year. Amanda was there. Amanda says you can rise and run at any time of the day right now in Anchorage. I, I commented on that last week when they, they had the Anchorage Twilight Run, I think it was. And I said, Twilight's probably around 1030 in Anchorage now in June. Uh, it stays light almost all the day. Uh, let's see. What did Amanda say? Her first sub four hour marathon on a non downhill course. Amanda, I think that's worth a PR bill. Now I had to warn Amanda that I was going to ring. We were, we were going to ring the PR bill because Amanda's a flight attendant. And every time she hears that noise, she looks up to see, <laughs> to see what somebody wants. Oh, so, so, somebody in 10D needs another glass of water. I know. I know. <laughs> no, I'm not asking for a Coke. Can I have the whole can? No. So good job, Amanda. Sub four. Sub four is a great marathon time on any course. Congratulations on that. Greensboro, North Carolina, the Greensboro Distilling Speakeasy 5K. Jeremy and Ellen. This was Ellen's first race. Oh, we know what that means. Congratulations, Ellen. Uh, Ellen also survived Jeremy singing along with the Disney songs that he was playing in his headphones. He wanted to give, Jeremy wanted to give Ellen props for surviving that. I think that's pretty cool. Fun race that ended with mixed drinks provided by this local distillery. I'm running the wrong races, kids. I don't get mixed drinks at the end. I know. Unless I buy my own. Uh, Niagara on the Lake Canada, the Niagara Ultra 10K. Our buddy Amy was there. Now, earlier in the week in Buffalo, Amy met Martinez for this race. However, she got to the start line a little late due to a crazy long backup in traffic at the border crossing into Canada. Race was a lot of fun. Weather was pleasant. It was on a trail. The path was mostly shaded. 
Didn't have a goal for this race. Still happy with her finish time. Hit all of her paces except for the last mile. Says, hey, I would definitely do this one again. Good job, Amy. In Palmyra, Virginia, the Cunningham Creek Winery 5K. Lizzie was there. First time running an off-road race. This one kind of goes through the winery, it looks like, along trails there. Love trying something new, but thinks she's going to stick with the asphalt for a while. In, and I'll do my best, Snoqualmie Pass, Washington. Nailed it. Yeah? I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to, it's the super fast half in Snoqualmie Pass, Washington. Heather's going to let me know if I got that one right I was going to say, try to say that three times fast. <laughs> no, I'm not going to try and say it three times at all. I've done it twice. That's going to have to do. Um Heather's coming back off a calf injury, tore her calf early in May, rested for six weeks, stuck to her PT, did her exercises. That seems to work. It does work. It does work, Heather. Good job. Uh, First non-run Disney half that she did sub 230. This one's kind of interesting. About two and a half miles of it was in the dark through an old railroad tunnel, and the rest of it was on a trail. That is in Snoqualmie Pass, Washington. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. In Alberta, Canada, Calgary, Alberta, the run for women in Calgary. Melissa was there, ran with her friend Amanda. It was Amanda's first 10K. That's good for a PR bill. And then Melissa got a PR herself with a rock-solid 52-42 time for her PR. At 16 seconds off of her last 10K PR, Melissa also finished fourth in her age group. That's a frustrating place to finish because most places have awards for top three, fourth in your age group. Tough, still an excellent finish, Melissa. In Sayville, New York, which is on Long Island, the Sayville Fire Department 5K, Lexi and her family. Lexi ran a sub 35K, great time, good for a PR. Finally on Saturday in Grand Ledge, Michigan, the Josh Spalsbury Comet Chase Run. Sean and his family, a uh, little guy took part in the kid's 400-meter run while his wife, co-worker, and he did the 5K, managed to get an 11 second PR coming in at 28.05. Just a handful on Sunday, being Father's Day, in Berrien Springs, Michigan, the In a Pickle 5K. Lisa was there with her family. Oh, what do you get when you run the In a Pickle 5K? I don't know. She didn't give me Bananas. the report. <laughs> I love now, pickles. Actually, let, let, let's settle a debate real quick. If they did, in fact, pass out pickles at the end of this race, what is the appropriate pickle? Dill? Oh. Dill. Dill. Okay, thank you. All right, th- that, that oh. is the correct answer. Okay, all right. We, we don't need to continue the, the discussion then. <laughs> <laughs> and how many pickles is too many pickles? Because I've done a race and they had pickles and the lady gave me one and I said, can I have three more? And she said, excuse me? I said, I love pickles. And she was like, yeah. I guess you can have four pickles. Yeah. I think the, the appropriate question is how many pickles is enough pickles? And the answer is never enough pickles. 
Exactly. Yeah. Unless you hate pickles and then, well, and then I'll take one them. is too many pickles. Yeah. yeah. And then Alicia will take all of your pickles. Since we're already going down this road, anybody ever drink pickle juice no. during or after a run? Have you? I have. No, I yeah. haven't. I've done, I've done a pickle it. back shot at a bar. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, yes. If you do, you guys know what that is? No. Oh, mm-hmm. tell us, Greg. <laughs> so you take a shot of whiskey and then you take a shot of pickle juice as your chaser. Oh. Wonderful. <laughs> Alicia, I'm going to guess you didn't do that during your run. I did not do a pickleback, but I have drank pickle juice during my runs. Um, I've actually done it during marathon weekend before. Um, my mom brought me halfway some pickle juice from um, the little stands at one of the hotels. She just uh-huh. got some pickles and pickle juice, and it helped me tremendously during one of my marathons. So, uh, Lots and yeah. lots of sodium. Yeah. Um, l- 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 last pickle note before we move on with the race report here. <laughs> for, the, for those of you who are running Disneyland, I need a a race report food edition because I don't know if they're still doing it, but I know at one point in Disneyland, they were doing a hot dog that was inside a massive dill pickle that was then dipped as a corn dog. Yep. To me, I that sounds like the most it. delicious combination and I need a food review of that. Wow. Wow. I, I, you got me on that one, Greg. I've never heard of that. It you almost sounded like uh, John Madden describing a turducken there for a minute. There you go. It's called a pickle dog, right? I think so. I think if so. It's yeah. not, it, if it's not, it should be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like something you find at a state fair with the fry. I know, anything. but, yeah, but I, I hear Disneyland uh, corn dogs are like life-changing. So throw a pickle in there and that, that just sounds like heaven. Well, Lisa, if you're listening, you see what you've done? You've started this great pickle discussion. You didn't leave us any race report on Facebook. So- Get back to us, please, Lisa, and see if you can answer some of those questions. <laughs> All right. And, let and, me stay wrap it up. And, and stay tuned to next week's episode where we talk about kosher dills and butter pickles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, golly, I almost made it through. I got one more race to go. The Banff Marathon in Alberta, Canada. I've I think been to Banff. Big, yeah, I think this is a big yell. It looks beautiful. It is gorgeous there. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I would love to run a race there. Tanya ran the half and Dan ran the full. Uh, wonderful photos. Had to be a lovely course. Dan PR'd in 338 for the full. Tanya PR'd in 218 for the half. Excellent times. Adrian was there also. Adrian said it was amazing. Weather a little chilly at the start. Ideal for running. I think... Adrian did the 10K, either that or she's really fast because Adrian managed a PR of 57.29. Now, for 10K, that's a rock solid time. That is amazing. PR. But if it's for a half, we're talking Olympic qualifiers here, I think. In fact, I don't know what the world record is for a half. It's got to be. Anyway, I'm, I'm assuming this was a 10K. Adrian uh, talked her mom into going too. That's cool. This was the first race for her mom following a bunch of surgeries. I don't think it was the first overall, so I'm holding off on the bell. And that's it for the episode 91 race report. Good job, folks. My friends, it's a Zoom Thursday. We can get together and talk about Princess Weekend. We can talk about for sure. 
the start of training for the upcoming Run Disney season. I hope to see you there. If you're first time in, please, please feel comfortable. Come join us. It was somebody's first time (laughs) every time. So we hope you'll be there. The instructions on how to log in will be on Facebook by the time this episode airs. And that's it. That's it, my friends, for episode 91 of the Rise and Run podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, my friends. And if you run, you know you are our friends. We're glad that you join us. We appreciate we appreciate you being part of this wonderful Rise and Run family. Good luck. Have fun with your training. Till we speak again, happy running. The Rise and Run podcast discusses general information about Run Disney and is in no way affiliated with Run Disney or the Walt Disney Company. Any information or advice discussed on this podcast should not be considered medical advice and should always consult with your healthcare provider or event organizer. 